Welcome to another episode of Women in Real Estate Success Stories. I'm Julie Davis from Agent Dynamics and my very special guest, my local guest, Gold Coast guest um, today is Jean Brown from Jean Brown Properties. So welcome, Jean. Thank you, Jules. Nice to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, look, it's a pleasure. And, we ha- and this is such a great opportunity for me to reconnect with people that I haven't seen for a long time. And we haven't actually uh, connected. You've actually ta- moved office as well. So I need to come for another yes. visit. Yes, you do. And, um, and see your um, new office. I'm, I'm really excited about today's um, episode because we're going to really delve into something, a lot of uh, a question that a lot of principals have or have thought about or have experienced themselves and we're going to talk about partnerships in business which is like a really really key thing before we do that I'd really like to share a little bit about your experience because your property management or your business ownership uh, has spanned um, a, a long time so 12 years as a business owner yes. so 2010 however you have been in the industry since um, you you left school Yes. And I think maybe even before some little part-time jobs as well. Mm-hmm. And so I'd love for you to share. So two elements of that mm-hmm. um, is to share your, your, your work journey, but also your personal journey as, you know, coming into this, to the business and um, then having um, Lincoln, um, yes. who's now eight. And what that, what is that journey? What does that juggle look like and has been for you? Um, in terms of, of um, I guess, to the point of where you are today. So let, let's talk first about your real estate journey and a young tender age. I mean, you only look like you're 20 now, but um, <laughs> you, you, you've, you've worn, um, we've weathered the journey um, exceptionally well, I must say. Oh, <laughs> thank you. That's lovely of you to say. So let's talk about um, your first job in real estate. What what was that? What did that look like? Yes. Well, um, so my mum actually worked as a, as a real estate salesperson when I was in high school. And um, at the office that she was working at, they needed someone to help on weekends with, you know, filing and answering the phone and that sort of thing. So she suggested that I might give it a try. And um I, I just loved it. I think I, I loved, um, I just loved the vibe in the office. It was a really busy office. They did holiday rentals, permanent rentals, and um, had quite a big sales team. And it was just, it was, I found it really exciting. You know, there were people coming and going. There were people checking in and picking their keys up and signing leases. And, and I just thought, wow, you know, this would be an amazing career. Like no two days would be the same. And I also saw lots of different avenues there. You know, I thought, okay, that's what salespeople do. And then there's holiday rentals and this is what the property managers do and there's admin and sales support. And and um, so I was hooked very early. I, 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 I knew that's what I wanted to do when I finished school and I didn't really know, you know, in which direction I'd, I'd go um, straight away. But I ended up getting a traineeship in property management initially. So that was, um, I spent quite a few years you know, learning everything there was to know in property management, I suppose, and working my way up. And, um, yeah, I've worked in every different um, aspect, in admin and sales support and been a sales associate and a salesperson and um, even, you know, an office manager. And so 10 years down the track after after doing all of that, I, I felt like, well, I, 
I know all the areas of real estate now and I thought and I and I'd been thinking it for a long time it wasn't like I just woke up one day and thought gee I want to have my own business I think as soon as I started working full time I thought I looked at the principal and thought that's where I'm headed one day don't know when don't know how I'm going to get there but that's my goal (laughs) so you definitely could see a career path in terms of where where you could go absolutely yeah Yes, and I knew it was, well, I felt it was really important for me to understand um, all the different departments and all the different aspects of, you know, what was involved in running a real estate agency. I needed to have that experience and confidence in myself before I went out and started a business. And because I I was, you know, I was young, I think I was 28 at the time, and I, I didn't have much money, so it wasn't an option for me to buy an established agency I knew I had to start it which meant that I had to do I had to know how to do everything because I couldn't afford to pay other people and employ them to do it for me um so that that was really the only way that I knew that I could you know get to that eventual goal of being the principal and having my own business and I, I guess um if you reflect on that time in terms of starting up your own business what were the, I guess, two things? What were the things that went really right and what were the things that went wrong that you probably learned your biggest lessons from? I think, um, I think what went really right was, um, you know, I have always had this belief that if you, if you do the right thing by your customers, if you, if you live up to your promises and if you tell them you're going to do something, can you do it and you do it really well, that the business will come and and um so that's that was my strategy I guess I didn't you know I didn't really have a set business plan and I didn't have lots of goals around numbers it was just like I'm just going to go out there and do what I do and give it everything I've got and do the best I can for my customers and I just believed that they would tell other people and those people would want to work with me and and you know would all just happen (laughs) Um, and that's what I did and that's what I've still done today. And, I, and, and so my business has grown through referrals, I think, because of that. Um, so I think that's something that I did that was right and that I'll do until the last day I work in this industry. Um, what, what I did wrong, I think I didn't have a great understanding of HR and I didn't, I didn't know much about employing people and, um, you know, how to pick the right team members and how to make sure our values aligned and I didn't give enough um, probably energy into learning enough about that before I I started I just kind of went out there and then the business grew and then it was time to, to employ someone and you know I didn't really know what interview questions to ask and so for many years I think I I, I picked the wrong people sometimes I got lucky <laughs> I got great yeah great team members but um and then when I picked those wrong people I hung on to them for too long I was scared to you know have those challenging discussions and so I think HR I I wish I'd known a bit more I wish I'd put some more energy into learning more about that I've learned I've learned on the job though I can tell you (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) it's been a very big learning curve but I I think I'm I think absolutely and 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 like you have a business that you should be very proud of. You know, I know your your reputation in the marketplace and you know, and what you know, I hear so many a lot of feedback about lots of different 
agencies and stuff. And I've always just heard really positive reports about Jean Brand properties. So oh, thank you. That's, um, so lovely. that's something you should be proud of. Thank you. I definitely so, so let's talk about, you know, being being a young well, you were you were without child when you started mm -hmm. the business. Yes. So tell us about that journey into motherhood and being a business owner and juggling. Oh yeah, and, and juggling is the correct word for it. Right. Um, um, my husband doesn't work in the business with me, so um, and he he's very career minded. He he's he's a partner in a construction business, and at the time when we had Lincoln, um, Dave was working in Brisbane, so he he wasn't home very much. And we're not from the coast; we're from a little town in the middle of New South Wales, so um, we had no family. Um, I really went. I, I we went in blind. I just think we just had no idea what how hard it was going to be having a baby um, and not having sleep and, you know, trying to trying to manage these two businesses. But, um, yeah, I mean, we muddled through. Um, the sleep deprivation was real. Um, yeah. it, it was, I mean, and, and also um, things like, you know, at lunchtime because I was breastfeeding, I had to go back to work straight away. So I didn't, I didn't really have any maternity leave. So sometimes Lincoln was in the office, sometimes I was, expressing breast milk in the kitchen and he was crying and someone was ringing and it was super stressful um and again because I didn't know I didn't know to expect any of that I wasn't very well prepared but but I just learned as I as I went and the key I think for anybody who um is is career focused any woman that's career focused and you know you don't want to give up your career but you also want to be there for your kids and the key I believe is support so I found an amazing fam family daycare um, for Lincoln and they were my saviour. <laughs> they, they, I, I could drop him off there when he was a tiny baby um, and then I could go to work and I didn't feel guilty about leaving him because I knew he was really well yeah. cared for and that was probably the biggest thing for me because you can't be in two places at once and, you, you know, you get the mum guilts of you're with your child, you feel like you should be working, you're, with, you're at work, you feel like you should be with your child. It's like... You know, you feel like you're never doing anything I know. right. It's so tough, isn't it? And I, and I know about the sleep. My daughter and son-in-law just had um, twins oh, three weeks ago. Oh. And, um, and it's, it's tough. Yes. It's, it's tough being a mum, but particularly if you've got two. Oh, right? my gosh. So one, you'll feed one and then the other one will start crying. But I do a lot. I'm, I'm in love um, <laughs> so much, so much in love. Um, and so, so Lincoln's now eight. Yes. Yes. And um, tell me, like, as a mum, mm -hmm. as a wife, as Jean Brown, what, what do you do to be able to to have both quality work time but also quality family time? How do you disconnect? It's a really big question um, yes. in our industry, particularly in property management. Yes. And um, if we see that, you know, one in five property managers are planning on exiting the industry mm, which is um, at the moment, we are really in crisis, crisis mode yes. um, in terms of our, our turnover in our team. And a lot of that is mental health, right? And a lot Absolutely. of it is that inability to, to disconnect. Mm. And sometimes there's also the expectation of the principal of the workload that gets put onto, onto the team. Absolutely. So walk me through that. Mm -hmm. So first of all, as a principal business owner, mm -hmm. 
there's mm-hmm. many more facets to your your business rather than just having a, a singular role within the business. Mm-hmm. How do you sustain it? And you've been a long time in the industry now. Yes. How? What have you done to sustain that? Mm. Well, um, it's it's interesting being having been in the industry for such a long time now because when I first became a property manager, we didn't we didn't have I didn't even have a computer at home, and we had one phone, mobile phone for our whole department. Um, and if you went out on inspection, you took that phone so someone can call you. But that phone stayed in the office at the end of the day, so we never got phone calls at home. We weren't we weren't checking emails when we when we got home. That just wasn't so. You actually had a balance and then because technology is advanced and you know now we are yeah. contact 24 7 that has just almost become well impossible to, to a point but I think one of the keys um, for me is that I have I'm very strict with my boundaries so I've and I've had to learn this because otherwise work never never stops and I might be at home and I'm doing homework with Link, but I'm not even listening to him because my phone's dinging over here and yeah. I'm going, oh, my gosh, and I'm thinking about what's going on there. So um, boundaries for me, when I get home in the afternoon, I put my phone on silent um, and away, away from me upstairs so I can't hear it, I can't see it. I take my Apple Watch off and I have that time to cook dinner, do his homework with him and be really, really present for whatever he needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same mm-hmm. with my husband. We sit down at the table every night, we have dinner, we don't have any TV, no electronics. So, you know, we can have that nice time. And then after that, after I've cleaned up and Link's gone to bed, then I will sometimes jump back on and check my emails, just make sure there's nothing urgent there. Um, but I've also had to learn that, you know, if you if you reply to some to a text message at nine o'clock at night, then you can't get angry when that landlord or client or whoever it is messages you two days later at nine o'clock at night. They're going to expect a reply. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so really the boundaries um, that you set for yourself I think they have to be very important and you've just really got to put a lot of energy into maintaining them. Um, mm. And that, that does allow you to have a balance. The other thing is I think we're, we're so fortunate in, in real estate that um, we can have flexible working hours. Um, so, you know, for me, yes, it was very hard when Link was little putting him in daycare and I did feel at times I wasn't spending enough time with him. But now that he's eight, I'm so grateful that, I went through that hard time because I can leave work to go to his sports carnival or I can go and watch his swimming carnival or he might be getting an award at 12 o'clock during the day. So, you know, I think it's you've got to kind of um, think about the positives as well and and that's something kind yeah. of great. But that's also something that I um, offer to my team. I don't, I don't want the girls um, to, to miss out on those um, important milestones in their own children's lives. So if they, if they their child... Um, you know, has an, an award or something that they're getting and that's important, I give them the flexibility to say, yes, go go and, you know, be, be there for that important moment and yes. you catch up on work later or, you know, we want to take the afternoon off or take annual leave. I mean, I think I think that they, those flexible working arrangements uh, have never been more important. Yeah, I, I would totally agree with that. But let's change the, the topic um, now because in our industry we see a lot of failed partnerships Mm. we see a lot of partnerships we see a lot of disconnect um 
uh, with partners and you know I know we've had conversations about your journey around that mm -hmm. and you know what what didn't work and then what did work and when was the time to to revisit it and I, and I guess the also the question why mm -hmm. okay um, and it's also that we, we have many people in the industry that if they, they, they really want to make a career um, within this industry and sometimes there would be an opportunity to have an investment within the company that they work with. So talk, talk us through, because this is a really interesting conversation that is mm -hmm. going to benefit so many. Oh, good, yes. I've had a very interesting um, journey in terms of business partnerships. So um, Jody Young and I, um, we've worked together for six years. Jody started with me as a sales consultant, but we actually we knew each other prior to that. Um, and um, she's she's been amazingly successful. And about three years ago, we we started having a conversation of, well, maybe maybe we could look at a partnership arrangement. Um, and admittedly, now looking back, I can say I think we rushed into it, and I don't think we thought it through properly. I don't think we we had the structure right. I think I think our intentions were good, but we didn't put enough time into getting those foundations right. So. Um, it actually, it didn't work. Um, and because we have such a good open um, relationship and communication is, has always been a really yeah. strong point for both of us, we talked through it and, and we went, well, what we had decided to do is not working. It's not working for either of us. So what are we going to do? And I think, I think that's where a lot of partnerships just come to a terrible end because it's like, well, it didn't work. You need to go that way. I need to go that way. But Jodie and I went, well, actually, we love working together. We don't, we don't, partnership didn't work, but we don't have to stop working together. So um, she just came back on board as, as an employee. Um, we dissolved the partnership and we carried on. And then um, last year, we started to have those conversations again. And our motivations were different this time. So Jodie um, is an extremely successful salesperson, you know, high income earning. But um, she really wanted to have ownership of an asset. So one day when she retires, she has feels like she's been um, part of building something bigger. You know, not just not just selling real estate and having properties turn over. Um, and I've gotten to the point in my career where I went, well, I'd love to have somebody else who's as invested in the company as I am. Someone I can lean on. Someone I can talk to. Someone when I go away on holidays, I know that person's got my back, you know, they, 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 and, and we've got very similar values too. So we, we just started having these conversations and then we um, came up with a, um, through the help of accountants and solicitors, we came up with um, a bit of a proposal and Jodie actually bought into the business. So she's bought a percentage of um, the value of our rent roll. Um, and um, she receives a dividend um, each month and it's, it's, I think it's worked so far very, very well for both of us. And we, it's a long-term long strategy. I mean, you know, we're in it <laughs> together now for the yeah. long But it's benefited both yeah. of us. Yeah. yeah. It's a win-win. I think that, that was important. Probably the first time we did it, it, it wasn't really. Yeah. So tell me, tell me about the first time. Like, tell me what uh, the differences were. Okay, on the, you know the different levels in terms mm -hmm. of you said you rushed into it. Like, what particularly did you think you rushed into, and what are the things that you think that you should have thought through, got advice on? 
that you did the second time around? Yeah, so the first time, um, I suppose Jodie, sure, she won't mind me sharing this, but she was in a different financial position. So buying into, you know, a big asset like the rent roll wasn't an option. So what we actually did was we separated the two companies. So the property management business became one company, which I had 100% ownership of. And the sales business became a second um, company, at which we owned 50-50. And the, the plan was um, that we would expand the sales business. We, we had a second office. We would employ um, more salespeople. We'd grow the team and, um, you know, we'd sort of run them as two separate businesses. Um, and it didn't work because my time was, for, for me, it was very challenging to be split between you know, this asset over here that's um, that I've built from nothing that I was very attached to in property management and I'm that I'm running, but I'm also trying to help over here in the sales business and help recruit. Um, it so for me, my time was spread, I was spread too thin. I wasn't giving anything enough attention and, and there were just balls getting dropped everywhere. Um, and for Jodie, um, she was spending a lot of time trying to recruit and train new salespeople. So she wasn't selling as much herself. Yeah. Our income yeah. dropped. Yeah. yeah, two separate offices, two lots of outgoings. Um, you know, financially, it, it just didn't it didn't make sense. And neither of us were really doing what we are best at. Um, so this time around, we we just we went well. We have a different strategy. I guess we had different motivations too. Um, yeah. yeah. But it was, you know, this is this is one business, really. It's not two completely separate businesses. And our recruitment strategy, um, particularly in sales, is not around bums on seats and, like, filling up desks. It's around employing people that have um, share the same values that we do. And, and we'd rather have two really good people who fit into our culture um, and share our ethics and morals than 10 people just because we've got this premises over here that we're paying rent yeah. on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think the whole yeah. the whole strategy around it's very different the second time around. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and different conversations going into it and, like, learning. You know, I think that the lessons that you learn, the, op the learning opportunities that you have, um, just equip you so well Absolutely. into to to your future self um, yes. of how you would do things differently. So I think it's just like you know it's it's great that you had that opportunity. Yes. Because in some cases it would have gone like very fractious mm -hmm. and and it's like this is not working. It becomes very personal and and you see that you know so many so many partnerships don't work in our industry yes yes absolutely and i think some people go this would be a really great idea i like what you do i like you know but it's very different in terms of uh, the complexities of partnership building teams and and also being fair and equitable mm -hmm. and, and having those really strong boundaries around it as you said you've got to have really strong boundaries around your personal life mm -hmm. Absolutely. So you've got to have them around your business as well. Yes. And I think, you know, when I, when I always talk to people about growing teams, there's three really critical elements of that. And the first element is your, your culture and values alignment mm -hmm. in terms of that person coming into your business 
is that they need to align with the values and the culture and, and you know that they're going to fit in with the team. Oh, and the second thing that we look at is, is the natural attunement for someone to actually do a role, not on skill base, but in terms of where their energy is mm-hmm. and where their contribution is. Mm. And the third thing is skill, which is in, important and something that I believe is part of your interview process that you should skills test okay. because we know that a resume is a great work of fiction. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure you've experienced this. People are great on paper, but then the reality is like, okay, that was a very expensive exercise that we went through. Yes. Yeah. And so those 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 three key elements are really, really important. And, you know, there's characteristics with each personality type of how they're going to show up. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, it's it's um it's really interesting. So what do you do for you? So you've talked about a lot about your family. You've talked a lot about your business. What is it that, that in terms of your self-care, mm-hmm. what is it that keeps you, what are, what are the critical elements that you think for anyone in terms of their self-care is really important? Mm-hmm. Um, look, I, for me, um, I think it's, I, I must spend time doing things that I love um, and when, when the work-life balance isn't right, all the things that I love, and I know everybody's probably the same, but that, that, those things go by the wayside and it's just head down, bum up, got to get, got to work, got to get, got to get through this work. But, you know, what, what ends up happening, I think, is that you start to feel unfulfilled. It's like, hang on a minute, I am working, working, working. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where's my enjoyment? Like, where is my joy, you know? Um, and, and of course, work's fulfilling and it's great, but it can't be all work. So for me, um, uh, it's, it's things like going to Pilates. I love yoga. I have learned over the last few years to meditate. I've actually... It's, it's still a work in progress for me. I found it very hard, actually, because, you know, it's yeah. going from, I'm like, you know, real estate, it's like, you're crazy busy, always running around like a headless chook, and then just to sit and do nothing and, and, and try to just be present is actually very hard. So, But, but I'm committed to that because I, I believe that it, um, it, has helped, it has helped me get through some pretty sticky situations um, yes. and, to, to you know, to be mindful and to not feel anxious and worried about things that might happen um and and yoga is the same um but the other thing too I mean I like I like spending time doing things for Lincoln like I volunteer at the soccer club and um so yeah I mean for anybody I suppose that's struggling with that work-life balance my tip is to sit down and think of some things that you really love doing that bring you joy like and I love gardening and and so you know I just I break my week up and I make sure that there's time for those things because as long as I'm doing those things I'm I am happy to work hard as I possibly can while I'm at work you know because I know that I get to have that little break and um yeah and and also I'd love to travel more and that's um there's a bit of a motivating factor as well of having Jodie come in as a partner in the business and I I have felt for the last 12 years it's been very hard to to go away for more than sort of a week or two here and there and then I end up working the whole time I'm away and um I I know now that because Jodes is 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 an owner um and she's very very committed to the company as much as I am that I can go away and whatever will happen she'll be able to sort out and I so you know I feel like I'm I'm getting a better 
more of a break. <laughs> yes, and it is like it's nice, isn't it, to have the prospects of of maybe some travel again and yes, and and those holidays and uh, things like that. It's been an absolute pleasure catching up with you, Jean. I'm definitely going to call in and see your new office. And yes. um, yeah, and and I just like to say you should be very proud of yourself of what you've of firstly who you are, but what you've built oh. and. Um, it's just great to see um, so many great people in our industry that, that want to give back. Oh, absolutely. Well, thanks, Jules. Well, I think the same about you. I think you're an amazing woman and thank you for, um, for helping us get our voices out there and support each other. <laughs> you're very, very welcome. Welcome.